Warning, the podcast you are about to listen to is explicit. We are here to talk about our lives, the great times, the messy times, but let's be honest, we learn from those messy times. Content may be triggering as we explore together our lives, spirituality, trauma, recovery, and growth. Welcome to Stumbling Through Enlightenment. I'm Jason. And I'm Edward. Every day we are working through our shit, and today we invite you to work through some of yours with us. Let me give you a quick rundown on what we're going to do in today's episode. The first part of the episode is where Ed and I talk about what's going on in our day-to-day lives and where you'll be able to hear how we support each other's growth. During the second portion, Ed and I will have a deep dive discussion topic ranging from self-awareness, metaphysics, mental health, personal discovery, and much more. You know, it is, it's that time of year, and the crazies get crazy this time of year. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I know I've had some, you know, additional symptoms myself. Right. I mean, I've had a harder time kind of being motivated. You know, I've had a really, really hard time, we had talked about this before, with the weather. You yeah. Know, just like... When I say the gray days of winter, it's a literal thing. Like, right. you look out and there's nothing but gray. Mm-hmm. Like, the entire horizon, gray. So, you know, that's that's something that's definitely a stressor. But I had a, a wicked week at work. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I'm going to say that again. A wicked week at work. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's just like all kinds of stuff. You know, I've got this uh, client that I ended up getting because she was too difficult for the other person to work with. And, you know, she's just, she's convinced that her um, son, one of her sons is out to kill her. Oh. So, you know, she's been fleeing him this whole time. Oh, shit. Um, You know, and uh, all of it's from what we can tell a delusion you know oh fuck um this lady was told by the police department if she made any more calls to them about the matter that she would be arrested oh wow they've thoroughly investigated it all and you know it's one of those things where like reality versus perception Mm -hmm. and for this person there's nothing that isn't real about this. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely, yeah. So it's it's always a difficult situation because it's like, well, what if it is real? Right, you well, know what exactly. I mean? What if what if it's it is true and this all is happening and it's just too, you know, outrageous to kind of wrap your head around. You know, some people have that experience. I know for me, a lot of times I don't share my story because sometimes it's so outrageous that it's hard to wrap your head around. Right. You know, and it just it it, it it's uncomfortable. You know. So so yeah, I mean, where I gotta figure out where to even start with with that person. I mean, do we start with seeing if it's real, right. or do we just go and you know with the flow of everybody else that. 
you know, is a licensed professional or, says it's you know, not, right? uh, like, yeah, I mean, this, it's not like this woman has, um, you know, it's not like she just showed up somewhere and told this story. Right. You know what I mean? There's a long history with the police of where she was. Okay. There's a long history, um, you know, beyond the last 10 years yep. of this kind of behavior. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so... So in some ways, I mean, that, that kind of discredits the idea that he's actually out to get her because yeah, he yeah. probably would have done so. Or he could just be one of those weird psychopaths that, you well, know. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm, <laughs> so this is the thing that I'm working with is I'm, I'm trying to deal with there is a part of me instinctually that just wants to investigate any situation like this. Right, absolutely. With the part of me that getting to a point where I can say okay other professionals have found this other professionals amongst you know many different venues have found the same thing right like do I have to really go through all that with her again yeah or you know do we just kind of figure out how to move forward so that's that's the dilemma I've been really working with with that situation. But I mean, it's just been work has been insane. Work has been insane. Everybody and their brother, you know, wants stuff, needs stuff. I've got one person that you know it's literally the week of Christmas. Yeah. And the Friday before last Friday, he's like blowing up my phone because he doesn't have any Christmas presents for his kids. And I'm like, we talked about this in October. Right. Like, that's when you sign up for these things. Like, what do you expect me to do now? You know, and I ended up finding a place for him to get a couple toys for his kids. You okay. know what I mean? But it was total by chance. Right. I mean, there's this this tiny little retail store where this woman has put up a tree and a bunch of presents and, you know, no questions asked. You can just walk in and take one or whatever. Um, so that's where we got him hooked up with. Oh, but. wow. Well, I mean, lucky lucky for him. Yeah, lucky that she had <laughs> stuff still. I mean, right. lucky that she was doing this, everything. I mean, it's not something you find. You know, usually it's like charities and stuff like that but again you got to sign up in like october you know right. september like so yeah so so it's been it's been a crazy work week it's been a crazy it work week like and trying to just kind of wrap my head around all of these things uh there was a another client mm -hmm. that i ended up getting and unfortunately I can't get into it because it would be no matter what I said it would be too specific to this person yeah so I don't want to violate their trust or confidentiality but wow is all I can say <laughs> just wow like imagine you're a chef uh -huh. and the only pan you have to cook with is cast iron okay and you have absolutely no way to protect your hand but you have to saute, you know, you have to like yep. hold yep. the pan the whole freaking time while you do the job and it burns your hand. You oh know what God. I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, that's not really that hard for me to imagine. So no, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, you know, I, I, that, that's the visual I get is, you know, just like all you got to work with is this 
red hot poker and right? to make it do what it's supposed to do you can't like go with a red hot poker you know what right I mean? like, yeah so so yeah that's that was a thing too oh my gosh that was a thing too yeah and now is this like because you've been in the, yeah you've been in this job for over a year now right at this company yeah yeah so yeah, did you years. did you did you have this have you had is this like a, a common like christmas time scenario for you um well i mean i i've been doing the work for about 20 years right and over that time i would say I would say there was a group home that I worked at that around this time of year would always get really, really nuts. Yeah. Really nuts. Um, but in community work, I don't think I've I've had this kind of experience forever. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. No. So this is just like the perfect no. storm of weirdness that has come it together. Is. Craziness. It is. And that one person <laughs> that I can't really get into much about was, I mean... Uh, so typically i i work with people for a couple of years right you know what i mean we we meet and we kind of figure out what we need to do and we work until that's done you know and some people have substance abuse issues and they bail out or you know some people it's just not a good fit and they bail out you know whatever and that's normal um but the the person i was referring to as the red hot poker (laughs) (laughs) I literally met them on a Monday and discharged them on by the end of the week. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was a hell of a whirlwind. It wow. was a whirlwind. Was it like it a roller coaster? Like a total like, clusterfuck. You know, it was. Oh it was a total clusterfuck. <laughs> but, you know, we, I mean, I think we handled it the best way possible. Gotcha. You know, um, you know it when when you meet somebody and they hand you a list of historical diagnoses and on that list are three personality disorders okay yeah you know that something's up right, right? <laughs> right. because you can't have three you right. only have one Right. You you know, I mean, I guess unless you have like DID and then, you know, you're that's dissociative identity disorder, used to be multiple personalities. Right. You know, I guess at that point you so could then potentially yet- have different personalities experience different personality oh my disorders. Gosh, yeah. But yeah, no. 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 Um so yeah, I mean it it was it was a hot mess of a week. It yeah. really was. And, you know, on top of it all, I've got my own stressors. You know, I've right. got the, yeah. we can't find the one thing that my daughter wants. We just can't find it. And anything even remotely close is almost double the price. Yeah. Yep. So it's one of those things where it's just, it's gone. She doesn't really have anything else she wants like in a way i mean it's we're kind of fucked with the situation because we're gonna end up having to just get her something and hope she likes it you know what i mean yeah. we we try really hard to not do that yeah you know what i mean our our kids 
Our, my son was the kid that went into kindergarten and told everybody there was no Santa. Okay. Is that your oldest? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So I I have – we've never really done the Santa thing, mm-hmm. you know? Right. They know that we get their gifts and what they ask us for, we're going to try to get. Right. So that's what we've always done, you know, like – Give we used to, when they were tinier, you know, when they were little, little, we used to give them the toy book that would come out, you know, and mm-hmm. have them circle whatever they wanted. Yeah. And then each of them would have a toy book, and you know we'd be able to go off that. But now it's developed into you know merch from this YouTuber and all this kind of bullshit. <laughs> right. So. So yeah, so I mean, there, there's that stress too. Is that you know we really do try to to get them what they want and not have them be like you know the the kid in that movie that wears the bunny costume. Oh you know my god, I, mean? yes. I can't remember who the. Uh, so it's a, it's that Christmas movie that plays all day long. Right. Well, that's what it, it's a Christmas story, isn't it? A I think Christmas what, story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So so yeah, we we really try to avoid that. Right. And now that my adopted mother and father are no longer around it doesn't happen anymore that they get weird stuff right because my (laughs) so my (laughs) adopted father got my two-year-old son like size men's small sweatpants (laughs) oh my (laughs) yeah it wasn't quite that bad but it was close i mean he, he basically got him this sweatpant outfit that was not able to be worn for like four or five years. I mean, oh. it was it was way out, you know. And he just it was it, he meant the best, you know what I mean? Right. And it was just it was funny, but yeah, yeah. So I mean, for the most part, that's what they expect. You know, they expect that they'll get some of the things from this list that they've given us. Yeah. So it's been kind of a bummer that you know she's not not gonna get her thing right especially if there's only one thing that's really sad right oh gosh yeah yeah and then of course you know christmas adds the the trauma and the shit that we deal with i mean i'm sure that's some of that comes up for you during this time of year too you know it i think for the most part i'm pretty much not there anymore oh good okay you know i mean my mother my mother ruined every holiday we ever had right so having her gone now for quite a while, we've really been able to reestablish our own routine. Oh, nice! You know, and that's what sixteen years now. Right. So I mean, we've we've kind of gotten into a place where we just, you know, we do our own thing. You have your own traditions, um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. We lost our our father around this time of year. Yeah, which really sucked last year. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, that was hard, and that's kind of fresh, but that's really the only thing that's been coming up there. Mostly it's just prepping, you know, getting ready, getting the presents. We usually have, um, I usually get, like, a big bonus mm-hmm. right before, but that's not happening. I, I'm getting it, like, right after. Yeah, my company is doing that, too. We're getting yeah. the bonus afterwards, which is kind of interesting, but... Yeah, I, I think it's an end-of-the-year thing. Yeah. So, um. So, yeah, it kind of sucked that way. But we've been able to make it work. And just this one fucking thing. This one thing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that sucks. But, I mean, 
<laughs> yeah, it does. It does. I'm just, I'm going back to this craziness thing. I just think that it's funny. It does. Yeah, yeah. The work week didn't help. No. The work week didn't help. And I, I know you had texted me or called something. You had texted me yeah. and I was like, oh, it's a clusterfuck of a week or something like right, that. Right, yeah. Because <laughs> it was. I mean, it was just, I was, I was, I was chasing it all week. Really? All week long. All week long. So, this week, I am not going to fucking do shit this week. Okay. Well, yeah. that's good. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of relax. Moving then... things around, canceling shit, you name it. I'm just, right. It's going to be a chill week this week after last week. Oh, good. Not oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to enjoy the last few days of work and enjoy a couple of days off. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my week. What was I saw a meme the other day. It said, what did it say? It said, uh, I'm not signing on to 2022 without a disclosure first. <laughs> right. Something like that. <laughs> yep. That was funny. So I thought we'd talk a little bit about self-soothing. I know we talk a ton about holding ourselves accountable, about boundaries, but we don't talk a lot about the aftermath of destruction. Yeah, because some where, of it's really ugly. I mean, yeah. we don't really talk a lot about that. You're right. Yeah. Um, so I want to just kind of start off with talking about what that looks like, you okay. know, after you've i you know i'll use the one that that i i get the most um unfortunately it really doesn't happen but you know if i oh my god okay i got one for you this is going to be <laughs> awful this is going to be awful so there was a time period where i was not on mood stabilizers mm-hmm. and my ups and downs were much more extreme i have never touched any of my children in anger Right. I will say that. I can't say that for their stuffed animals. There oh was, my god, my, my eyes just got I got huge. I got so triggered. Oh my talk about triggered. I was I was triggered. Mm-hmm. And my beautiful little boy was the one that did it. Oh no. And he was just being me. And I mean afterwards, you know anyway, so I was triggered and I got this stuffed animal and I ripped it in half. <laughs> Holy shit. And then afterwards, like, like I calmed down eventually and I'm like, what the fuck did I just do? Right. What did I just do? Oh my God. What did I just do? <laughs> like totally Ooh. freaking out. Yeah. So of course I went upstairs to apologize Mm -hmm. because that's always a good place to start yep you know so i went upstairs to apologize and you know i offered to uh sew it back together (laughs) (laughs) and uh you know he was he was just it's so funny because that level of anger in my childhood would have been super unsafe yeah and for him it was like I was having a tantrum. Which is a testament right? to how well you, you know, you've like, been able to deal with it. For him, it was just basically like I was acting out yeah. like he would if he were having a tantrum. Okay. So 
I'm apologizing because it's not acceptable behavior. You know, I'm offering to fix the thing if I can. And after apologizing to him, I still felt like total shit. Yeah. I still felt like I had fucked up the biggest way as a parent that I've ever fucked up at that point. And I, I really had a hard time with bringing myself back around to that acceptance piece. Mm -hmm. So after doing some work in therapy about bringing myself around to that acceptance piece, I finally got to that place where I allowed myself to soothe. So I identified what it was that I was triggered about and Mm -hmm. what had happened. And I was able to see myself almost through the eyes of my son as having a tantrum you know what i mean um and through that i was able to give myself what i wanted from that right so what i wanted from that was totally separate from anything having to do with my kid so say it was validation i don't remember exactly what it was but say it was validation because that's a big one for me you know i want to be seen for myself and not as something else that is a projection of what I am. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did. I self-soothed by giving myself what that piece was that I didn't get. You know, I validated the feelings that I had. I validated, um, I did self-validating things. I did self-validating things. Yep. You know, I spent time with people that are validating. I spent time acknowledging my own success and my own ability to make healthy and good choices throughout my day. Okay. You know, so I, for instance, um, you know, if I choose to drive safely instead of driving quickly, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, I, instead of just seeing that as, as a, this is what I do, I try to frame it as this is how I'm taking care of myself, right? By driving safer. So those, that's self-soothing. Also, you know, there's also the self-soothing that comes along with the crash of a trigger. Yeah. So my example was kind of elongated toward the end part. So I didn't necessarily have that crash other than to have that week and a half prior to therapy of thinking that I was a horrible person. (laughs) That's a pretty big crash in my mind. So, so, well, the, the crash is like, I'm at the end of it. I feel like shit. My body has now gone through all of this time right those Mm -hmm. week and a half my body felt like tense right you know and uncomfortable because of this internal dialogue internal negative dialogue so you may need to physically soothe you may need to actually give yourself time to relax to sit you know a warm shower cold Mm -hmm. shower you know it depends on where you get that that comfort from if it's a good meal or if it's um, allowing yourself time to just sit around and play video games or, you know, um, sleep in, that kind of a thing is is how you would physically self-soothe. So you almost want to imagine yourself as a parent responding to a child acting out. Okay. 
to yourself. You want to nurture yourself like you would that kid after he's had a meltdown. Right. Right. And <clears throat> I think it's very interesting that, you know, like you said, your, your son saw you as having a temper tantrum. And, and I think that when it comes to most of this stuff, I, that's how I see myself. Like I realize that it's oftentimes a tantrum of some sort for myself. Yeah. Most of the time, not always. But, um, when I do that, I never get, I, I have a very hard time getting to that self-soothing place. What usually ends up happening is I self-deprecate. I continually yeah. badger myself. I tell myself how horrible of a person I am. That was that week and a half. <clears throat> yeah. Why can't, why, why can't I do better? I've been, I'm, you know, I'm 43 fucking years old. Why can't I do better? Yeah. You know, at this point. Yeah. When will I learn? Um, and then the one thing that I don't generally pay most to pay a lot of attention to is my physical. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't think about it. Um, I don't, I don't think about the tension, but I, when you mentioned it, absolutely. I, yeah. I, I know that that tension exists for as long as it takes for me to get through that space. Yeah. So <clears throat> self-soothing, like you were a parent, soothing your child. Yeah. Um, so the validation is 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 good. Words of love, words of, or is that, that works for you? Okay, you so know? it really is about what yeah, it's works. Whatever for you. validates you. <clears throat> okay. I mean, I've I've worked with people before that have, you know, they get a lot out of the self talk. You know, mm -hmm. you're okay. You've done well. You did a good job. That kind of a thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, that's definitely there's. There's several ways. I mean, you want to do whatever comforts you is the goal. Without escape. Because I, th that, I think, for me, like... Well, even escape <clears throat> is okay. Is escape okay? Escape is okay as long as it's conscious. Okay. You know, as as always. I mean, your, your brain uh, disassociating is escape. It'll do it without you. <laughs> right, that's um, true. You know, so giving yourself some time to do that makes sense. Giving yourself a day to do that, maybe not. Right. You know what I mean? You don't want to get into a place where you hide in your comfort. Yeah. Either. So that's that's a a a place to be aware of. Okay. Okay. So what else do you like? How else do you? So you, you brought up emotionally and you brought up physically. Is there are there other ways to soothe, or is are those the two major? <clears throat> um, what do you mean, like well, spiritually, or I don't know. I mean, like yeah. so, like soothing and self care kind of go in hand in hand, but they're not the same thing, or are they the same thing? They're not the same. Thing. Okay. Yeah, when you're soothing, you're you're comforting yourself. So okay. if going to church is comforting to you, then you would do that. Okay. You know, if going to see a movie is comforting to you, then you would do that. Okay. If um, wrapping yourself up in a warm blanket, yeah, and reading a book, yeah, is comforting watching to you. TV, something like that. Yep. If you find that it is, like, you go, say you go see that movie, right, and you don't remember it afterwards. Yep. That is what you want to watch for. Okay. Because that means that you're not you're not present in your self soothing, you're just going through the motions of it. Okay. Right? You want you have to be <clears throat> present in that self soothing. It has to be intentional for it I think for it to be effective. 
So usually for me, um, and I, I want to know if this is really, because self-soothing is something that I really, I, I haven't really thought a lot about. There are times when I'm like, okay, yeah, I just want to, like, I've had a really rough day or I've had this go on and I really do want to just curl up in that blanket and read a book or, or whatever or snuggle with my cats because that's that's always a fun one for me yeah. um but most of the time it, it doesn't come at like post trigger i usually don't do this so like i'm really interested in seeing how this works what do you like when would you do it then um if i if i had a rough day like so if if i felt like i'd i had um if i felt like I had been badgered to death, you know, like I, I, I just had a day that it was constant go, 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 or I had, I had sustained a lot of abuse from the outside are times when that would, when, when I will self-soothe, I'll come home and I'm like, okay, this is a comfort food. I'm going to eat this comfort food or I'm going to watch my favorite That sounds show. very much more like a victim state. Okay. Is that... Uh, well... I guess. I mean, it usually has to do with, like, work. Like, I've you know, I've just had a lot to do or whatnot. But I, I don't necessarily like think of Like, too it. much has been asked of me is what... Yeah, 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 I guess so. So that's not really... So that's not self-soothing. No. Okay. No, that's, that would be, like, validating your victim state. Okay. Instead of setting healthier boundaries for mm-hmm. the situation where you feel like too much was being asked. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, that that's more sense. of like a, a, a an escape slash enabling yourself. Okay. So that that behavior is more of a about escaping and behave and enabling yourself. Okay. To continue to have those poor boundaries. Okay. So you're responding to your exhaustion from having poor boundaries by feeding yourself that comfort in between the times that you don't have to be in those poor boundary spots. And I think that that's, <clears throat> personally, I think that's what I do anyway. So, like, if I've gone through, um, so we were talking about triggers. So I had this lady at a store. There was an altercation. Yeah. Because um, I was triggered. So I, and then I, I got into my car and I was angry with myself and eventually was able to get to be an okay space where I just let it happen. I did it. You know, I had accepted it, that yeah. I had done it. Um, <clears throat> and then I looked at where where things were, but I never, other than that, I came home and I was exhausted, so I just kind of like, Meh. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's not self-soothing either. Right, because you're doing the why work, right. but you're, doing, you're not doing the implementation of support. Okay. So you're, if you're triggered... Mm-hmm. And then you have that um, that response of being uh, not enough and that negative self-talk. Yeah. Understanding that that's not true is an intellectual understanding process. Mm-hmm. Validating for yourself that that's not true is the self-soothing process. Okay. So... Offering yourself nurturing versus offering yourself judgment is in and of itself a physical and emotional validation of you. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes that's, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. So what, um, because obviously I am one of those novices, what would you, what kind of advice would you give me? <laughs> or would you give somebody else who, who doesn't, 
necessarily understand or is has never really impl- implemented that self-soothing yeah. technique. The first <clears throat> thing I would recommend is to find out what soothes you. Okay. You know, to actually have some sort of a toolbox of what is soothing to you. And a lot of us are not in a position where we'll even know that at first. Right. So it's doing things like, you know, listening to music in the car and singing along with it and recognizing, oh, I feel good doing this. Mm -hmm. Right. Or, you know, taking a long hot bath and recognizing like, I don't just, this just doesn't feel good. Like I feel good doing this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and those are the types of activities that you then want to fall back on. Okay. And you're falling back on them in acceptance of who you are and in forgiveness of who you are, if okay. that makes sense. So <clears throat> it, it's something that would happen after self-validation mm-hmm. versus what we were talking about earlier. That would happen after self-deprecation. Okay. Right? You are so bad and awful, you just have to crawl up in a corner and block the world out. Versus crawling up in a corner feels good. Yep. Right? Okay. So you're not, you're soothing with the intention to comfort yourself, not to avoid or get away from anything. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, uh, you know, going back to like a a thought of a child, like a child falls down and hurts themselves. They're not necessarily triggered. But they are going to need to learn to self-soothe. That that's not that's like a a physical issue. He didn't have that kid didn't have a response that was inappropriate from his amygdala gotcha. that he now needs to calm from. Does that make sense? It it makes sense. My confusion comes from I I think comes from the fact that when we talk about children who cry and so on and so forth, a lot of parents will leave them alone so they can learn to quote unquote self-soothe. And that's not. Oh yeah, it's, that's like it's that, not the same thing. And I was equating. No, the two. no, it's not even remotely close to the same thing. And that's crackpot psychology, anyway. Well, and I, I get that. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, yeah. No, completely unrelated to anything we've talked about. <laughs> okay. So, so same, same name a lot of times, yeah. but, but completely different. Okay, that yeah. makes a lot more sense to me now, and and clears up some of my confusion. Yeah. In this. Yeah, because that. In that, they're talking about... So that that theory is based on the fact that a child can emotionally regulate as an individual. Right, which of course they cannot at that And, uh, yeah, they the children learn to emotionally regulate by the emotions and roles around them, okay. not by being left alone. So in this discussion, self-soothing for these terms and purposes is an act after a triggering response that it's helps an act of compassion toward yourself that helps bring you back down to yeah. like an equilibrium even in in that light i i don't self-soothe so it, so we don't do this on a regular basis so it really is a process of finding things after a triggering response yeah yeah after okay. you've been triggered and when you're in judgment of how you behaved in that triggering response yeah this is what you need to do for yourself afterwards okay so you maybe need to make your apologies but you also need to apologize to yourself you also need to give yourself the compassion yeah that you deserve okay 
and then like almost like a little reward at the end of it that you know that physical piece well that it shouldn't be seen as a reward really no no because it's just love See, I, you I guess shouldn't this love. is this is how it's fucked up this not, is in my head. Then, yeah, I mean, wow. you're not rewarding yourself; you're loving yourself, you're comforting yourself. See, any any of the 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 love piece would, in my mind, is just the the oh, you did a good job. You know, you did the best you can do, so on and so forth. That 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 emotional piece. It, well, you just used words. Yeah. Yeah. That's not that's not oh, shit. compassion. <laughs> I mean, we haven't talked about words. You can't just sit in a corner and say, "Oh, you're a good guy." I, you know, I, you got to yeah. get up and you got to do something that feels good. You got to okay. if if sitting in the corner and saying you're a good guy feels like the light inside of you gets brighter when you do it, then right. maybe that does work. But I would recommend trying to find something that makes you feel physically soothed. Okay as well as emotionally soothed okay and not related to a narrative that you are providing for yourself which is exactly what i'm which which is where i'm stuck right now so yeah. that, that, that well it's very intellectual yeah it's, it's being it's it's staying in the intellectual space versus the feeling space right right and that would mean having to be vulnerable and that that is difficult for that space. yeah yeah i mean just with yourself yeah and that is still difficult so yeah oh yeah 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 well thank you for this this is i mean this has definitely been enlightening for me <laughs> i hope you enjoyed the show today remember you can always reach out to us through our facebook page at stumbling through enlightenment follow us on twitter at stumbling t-h-r-o-u two Go to our website to check out more episodes and information about us personally. That is stumblingthroughenlightenment.squarespace.com. You can also reach out to us directly at 